Welcome to the Enliven Beverage Deal Podcast, where we're all about saving and making you money by taking both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership and by leveling the playing field when it comes to negotiating your beverage contracts. I'm your host, Tim Harms. We've got a great show for you today. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. I'm excited to welcome Heather Neeson from our team this week. Heather, welcome. Thanks, Tim. Good to be back, as always. Yes, yes. Now, a lot of people probably don't know this about you, but you are an avid runner. <laughs> right? Yes, how, yes, how many, absolutely. How many full marathons has it been now that you've run? Yeah, I've run two full marathons, and I'm... I'm tempted to never do one again. It's like a nice, it's like a nice accomplishment <laughs> to have on your, uh, on your record, but they are brutal. And I think they take anyone who's run like a, um, like that kind of distance, um, knows that it just take the training is like, it takes so much time. So proud to be a finisher. <laughs> I've done a lot of half marathons, probably like a dozen, a dozen half marathons. So you've really done eight full marathons. Ooh, I like Yeah. Okay. I'll start, I'll start telling people that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But if we have any, uh, anybody listening from Chicago, one of the marathons I ran was the Chicago marathon and I haven't run all of the marathons out there, but it's beautiful. You get to go through like every little neighborhood in Chicago and across the bridges and it's in October. It's beautiful. So highly recommend if we've got any runners out there. Amazing. Well, we thought we'd have all, have you on and have a conversation about uh, health and wellness and beverage deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of times as we're talking to, to really lots of folks in lots of different industries, but you certainly hear it um, with your healthcare clients, mm-hmm. we uh, present the idea of, of partnering with Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Keurig, Dr. Pepper, the beverage companies and, and a beverage agreement, a, a strategic partnership. And sometimes the initial reaction is, you know, as a hospital, I can't do that. You know, um, uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're supposed to stand for health and wellness and uh, we can't partner with big sugar water soda companies. So I thought we would uh, yeah, we'd just kick it off. Just thought you could share a little bit. I mean, our Cook and Pepsi, just big sugar water companies. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a great question. And you're right. Inevitably, every time we start an engagement with anybody, the first question, especially in healthcare, is Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper. Think of classic full sugar, really unhealthy um, beverage that is like the first thing you should do if you want to be healthy, right? So it, it really get people scratching their head about why would I do a beverage deal with kind of the enemy, right, of, of what I'm trying to do in healthcare. But yeah, you're right. The, the reality is these big beverage companies, they know that. This is not news to them. They know they've been kind of in the headlines in a non-positive way, and they've really shifted their strategies over the last several decades with products that they have acquired or launched um, and with just the push and where they're putting um, their funding and where they're investing in the communities. So, yeah, I mean, I think a great question just to kind of hit home is, I mean, Tim, thinking about your own life, I mean, would you say in the past five years, you know, have you drank more sodas, less sodas, any sodas? Um, you know, where do you stand or your family stand on that? Oh, turning the tables, asking me the <laughs> questions. 
Yeah, I mean, my wife is uh, primarily responsible for stocking the pantry, and I see uh, an awful lot of sparkling water mm-hmm. in the pantries these days. Uh, no sodas for me at home. <laughs> I mean, when I'm out, um, mm-hmm. maybe at a restaurant or at a fun experience, I'll grab that that classic soda, root beer, whatever it is. But most of the time, yeah, it's it's sparkling mm-hmm. waters or it's teas or it's juices. Yeah, limited use, maybe more of like a like you said, like a treat or a celebration. Yeah, and there's some interesting stats out there. I mean, we saw in 2015, soda, classic soda that we're talking about, hit a 30-year low, you know, so it's definitely not just a a specific, more health-conscious person. It's a really, it's a big trend. We saw that private consultancy just released a study this year that said over 80% of consumers are focused on what they consume as part of taking care of themselves. So, food, beverage, um, but they're starting to think about um, adding functional ingredients into their food and their drink. And so it would be crazy for large global brands with the cutting edge of marketing to not be noticing these trends and ad- adapting to them. Um, so that's really what we're seeing in the beverage mm-hmm. world. In fact, three years ago, PepsiCo released a statement saying that Half the revenue comes from healthier foods and drinks. So talking about waters, unsweetened tea, PepsiCo owns Frito-Lay, and so that's also snacks. Um, But even Coca-Cola, earlier this year, Financial Times said Mm. Coke is seeing profits rise from um, healthier products that they're putting into the marketplace. No sugar products, um, better for you products. So we're seeing both of these companies mm. and all beverage companies, honestly, putting products out there that are better for you, healthier for you. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to dispel that mm. myth. Like I mentioned, all of everyone we talk to is really asking, why would I do a deal with a big beverage company? And And a simple answer is simply just that the portfolios these companies have are so much more than that classic soda. It's everything you could probably think of in the grocery store from water to smoothies to energy drinks wow. to um, unsweet tea. Um, and so we're seeing some really cool innovations coming out. That's fascinating uh, that you you point out uh, at least one of the companies that half their revenue comes from healthier foods. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's shocking because it's it's not just a uh, marketing play. It's not just adding enough right. to the portfolio uh, to check off a few boxes. Um, it seems like these categories are the ones that are really fueling the growth and are, are, are in some ways the future for these companies. Yeah, it's actually a great point because there is absolutely understandable skepticism from quote-unquote, big soda companies (laughs) touting healthier products. I think you hit the nail on the head with it's not just a marketing play. It's not just to say we do it, but truly Mm -hmm. consumers are responding and purchasing those healthier products. Do you find that um, the beverage companies these days are leading with those healthier products in their partnership proposals Or does the customer really need to guide the conversation here? That's a great question. Um, And the proposals that we've seen most recently, I mean, these products, these, I mean, waters, juices, and teas are center stage. I think, you know, like I mentioned, I think the beverage companies understand that there's scrutiny around their classic full sugar kind of seen as unhealthy products. Mm. 
And so really, I mean, you wouldn't even know, I think, sometimes which beverage company is presenting if you're not beverage nerds like us. But yeah, we're seeing they like to highlight their full portfolio. All the companies that we see love to say they're total beverage companies. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're not just looking to be your soda provider. Um, But yeah, I think obviously if somebody is particularly interested in water Mm -hmm. or reducing a certain sugar, you know, they're going to lead with that more. But yeah, if you ask or you don't ask, you're going to see the full healthier portfolio these days. Well, let's get into some specific products. Um, And uh, if you could just speak a little bit about how the beverage companies are approaching the health category with specific products or some of the history, uh, could you explore that a bit for us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were looking through I mean, honestly, we see we see beverage companies doing new and innovative um, things all the time. So we'll see press releases probably monthly, right? Even during mm-hmm. you know twenty twenty um, of releasing new products. And I mean, I, I was thinking about this, Tim, and I, I realized there's a couple categories that we're seeing the most innovation in. Um, one, you've already mentioned that your cabinet stocked with sparkling water, but that has been such a boom of a category. Um, we've seen it not only from the major beverage companies, but we've also seen small local companies popping up with um, sparkling waters. And a lot of the brands are really fun and playful. They appeal to people who are looking for flavors, but literally no sugar, no artificial flavoring, just carbon dioxide into water and, and sold. Um, another is is bottled water or waters with enhancements. So sometimes that looks like added caffeine, added electrolytes, um, antioxidants. Uh, we mentioned sparkling water, so sometimes that's just a sparkling addition to the water and then flavors. So we all know we should stay hydrated. It's another way to stay hydrated, but get some extra enhancements into your beverage. And then the third is two different product types, but we're seeing innovation in both. One is sports drinks. So you think something to refuel you after a big workout, but also doesn't have artificial colors or odd ingredients. Um, That's a big push. And then energy drinks too. So energy drinks also kind of have that bad rap, full sugar, tons of caffeine, but you're seeing more and more energy drinks come out with natural organic flavors. And we've seen sort of a mix between beverage companies acquiring smaller brands that have had a really big splash in the marketplace, but also big beverage companies developing these products and these brands in-house and then launching them. So we've probably seen an equal mix of both, but nothing new with, you know, soda, uh, you know, the classics that you think of. All of this is probably, to most people we talk to, is pretty surprising to think that a Coke, a Pepsi, a Dr. Pepper is launching or dabbling in the sparkling water world, for instance. I mean, that was a great summary and overview, Heather, and I thank you. I mean, sparkling water, bottled water, sports drinks, even functional energy drinks, we're, we're seeing a lot of talk about immunity in drinks or that functional category. Uh, could you walk us through maybe just one or two like specific product categories, maybe that have even recently hit the market or even just been announced to, uh, to be hitting the market uh, from these companies? 
just to give us a little flavor of, you know, when, when we walk in the grocery store and we're going down the beverage aisle, which ones are which company and uh, uh, just to, to allow us to, to see that. Um, so, yeah, I'll walk through a couple of new products and something you said to um, so immunity building. So people are looking for antioxidants, vitamin C in their products. And that's actually been cited all over the beverage industry as something that will probably not change post pandemic. Like people are now aware that they should be adding immunity building elements into their diets. Um, and so I think a lot of these new product launches are timely. They're probably going to withstand, you know, the foreseeable future. So one that's a little old, not older, but came out a couple of years ago, but Keurig Dr. Pepper owns Bi, it's B-A-I. Um, and it's a drink that, like I mentioned, vitamin C, antioxidant infused, got all kinds of flavors infused with like the coffee fruit. They have tea extract and their, their selling point piece here is there's less than a gram of sugar in buy. Um, and there's 10 calories per bottle. So if you're looking for that immunity building, hydrating kind of, um, beverage, um, you might've seen that. And that became a that became a popular product. Just, absolutely. I mean, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. It just, it, it was everywhere. Yeah, no, that's a great yeah, example. Absolutely. And then, um, as far as sparkling waters go, um, you have, I mean, every major beverage company has their, um, spin on this now and, and really more recently. So a couple of years ago, back in 2017, PepsiCo launched bubbly. They've got 15 flavors of sparkling water at that time. And they've innovated since, um, and it has, like I mentioned, that kind of fun poppy brand. And we've seen that there's plans to add caffeine or to um, just change up the flavor portfolio. And they do a lot of fun things with that brand. Coca-Cola um, launched their AHA sparkling water this year, 2020. And they've had Dasani sparkling water since 2014, um, but this is um, fun flavors, you know, again, fun, spunky personality, and it's, it's Coca-Cola's take on the sparkling water category. Um, and, then, and then Keurig Dr. Pepper actually just announced the distri- distribution rights to Polar Seltzer, which is a sparkling water. It's a staple brand in the Northeast. So if you're in the Northeast listening, you probably have seen a Polar Seltzer, and that's probably your introduction to seltzer. But because they have this partnership now, Dr. Pepper will be able to distribute it across the nation. So all of these are kind of have been propped up. I guess I should mention to you that Coca-Cola had purchased a Mexican sparkling water brand you might be familiar with a couple of years ago called Topo Chico. Um, Oftentimes you can get it in a glass bottle. Um, It's a mineral sparkling water that Coca-Cola owns. Um, So all of these are are new. I mean, and and kind of the predecessor to all this innovation was just how much of a hit LaCroix was in the marketplace, you know, kind of that retro kind of design, but it just took off. And LaCroix is not owned by any of the major, major beverage companies, but you can see how the consumers love that product. And all of these companies have now, again, created their own or have purchased or now distribute an equivalent of a sparkling water. That's a great summary. I think, you know, maybe one of the next things that you'll see, or we're already seeing really is, I mean, you, you got a, not just energy drinks, but energy management, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, with uh, body armor and bolt 24 and like the performance energy side, um, 
You also have like bang, which is kind of more natural, functional energy, I guess. Um, you see a product that was just introduced called Driftwell to actually reverse that to help you go to sleep yeah, with, uh, with yeah. added ingredients uh, that, you know, promote rest. Yeah, that's actually a really great, uh, that Driftwell piece is a great one. Um, it's kind of like one of the first products we're seeing, yeah, to help <laughs> put you to sleep, <laughs> you know, to help calm you down, um, almost mm-hmm. like a tea, um, but a canned beverage that... Mm-hmm. Um, just again, another market, um, and, and you're right, energy management. That's yeah. a great way to put so it. So that's it's fanta- uh, fascinating. I don't think we're near the end of where we're going to see these categories going. I think it's just we're just at the beginning. Um, you're going to see more and more uh, products, to your point, that are focused on health and wellness, uh, or at least that functional benefit. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk. I mean, obviously, beverage partnerships are more than just the products. Uh, it also comes with, with with lots of different you know service. It comes with marketing activations. It comes with equipment as one of the things. How 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 does the equipment play into this health and wellness uh, idea in these beverage partnerships? No, it's a great point, Tim. So. Yes, beverage partnerships include equipment, and that's actually kind of once we get past the inevitable question of, you know, is partnering with like a major brand, a soda brand, you know, seen as unhealthy, we can kind of get past that because the the product portfolios speak for themselves. But the next question is, am I going to have a bright red or a bright blue piece of equipment, a fountain machine or a cooler in my hospital, you know, in my experience, um, that's a big concern to have a big soda vending machine right in the ER. And so again, this is a place where Pepsi and Coke and other beverage companies have really taken the charge and designed new equipment that is branded, but is focusing on different brands. So if you're in the ER, instead of seeing a machine that has soda advertisements, you're probably going to see one that has a water advertisement, um, or it has a refreshing look. It's co-branded with the hospital or the airport or the restaurant. And so you're going to have either a clean wrapper around the machines, or you're going to have messaging that's guiding you to select healthier, better uh, products. Um, We've also seen that um, the beverage companies have done a single play vending machines, what they call it. So if there's a particular brand that you would like to make sure that your consumers have Um, access to all the time. Um, They'll put a machine in. uh, One example is at an airport that we work with. They know that when people are coming off of their flights and grabbing their baggage, they're going to want a bottle of water um, or a drink just in general. But to increase the, the healthy choices, they have vending machines with just water in them. So you can, you know, you're encouraged to purchase, um, a water and, uh, it's a better for you option. So, so there's some focus there. Um, there are also, uh, programs within the vending environment where, um, the beverage companies have made a commitment to reduce the sugary content in their beverage products. And so certain vending machines will actually have only products that fall below a certain amount of caffeine or sugar in them. And again, all the companies are doing this. Um, and kind of back to our product conversation, a great way to encourage people to find products that are better for them is to have more choice. So the equipment that they've put out there allows for um, you know, a number of facings of products. And when you have a beverage deal, you're able to access just one 
portfolio, which allows you to see sort of a little bit of everything instead of any kind of like duplicative product. Um, so these machines, a lot of times the vending machines will be glass front. You can see all your options. So you may not like <laughs> the main soda choice. You may not even like the tea choice, but you've got now eight, nine, 10 other drinks. Maybe you like tea or you like juice. That's all better for you. Um, so this equipment's really good about showcasing the, the diverse portfolio and hoping to get something healthier for every kind of taste. That's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, I've seen some headlines recently, too, about both companies innovating on their equipment, not just their products, but they're innovating on some of the more healthy, quote unquote, or, you know, better for you brand lineups. Um, I'm thinking specifically about the sparkling water equipment, et cetera. Can you dive into that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the newest innovation that we've seen from the major beverage companies is understanding that the consumers not only want better for you products, but also are really focused on hydration. And so we've seen Coca-Cola and PepsiCo both within the past year have launched sort of water equipment, for lack of a better term. Um, for Coca-Cola, that's this Dasani Pure Fill uh, platform. And it was announced last year, 2019, but offers chilled, filtered water, you can add sparkling water or CO2 to it to make your water sparkling and also add flavors. And then SodaStream Professional was announced by PepsiCo earlier this year, 2020. Um, again, a way for uh, customers to personalize their hydration. So again, adding the level of CO2 they want, adding the level of flavor they want. And, and for both cases, you can bring your own bottle. So also a sustainability play in addition to just what you're putting in your body. It's also reducing the the waste or the recycling need on the back end. Um, these are really innovative pieces. We've seen these in like the consumer market. SodaStream has a personal in your kitchen experience. Um, and obviously, like we've mentioned, both companies, all these companies are doing sparkling water. Um, but this is an idea that, you know, as we want to be more hydrated and more health conscious, what's a great platform um, to be able to do that and source the water locally and be able to have kind of a fun, refreshing water to encourage you to continue that healthy journey? No, totally. Heather. That's, that's amazing. I mean, when you look at from the products to the equipment to the innovation, where things are going, I mean, it's clear that this is a focus of the, the main beverage companies. I guess my, my final question would be, you know, if someone is listening and they're thinking, you know, I, this isn't just a token, you know, I, I don't want to make this just a token effort. I want to really lean into health and wellness. I want to move the needle. I want to even measure, you know, the the improvement that we're able to make in guiding consumers to choose healthier products are Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper and, you know, Nestle and those, are they ready to have those conversations in a really genuine, you know, bona fide way? And if they are, how would you, what would you tell that person? How, how do they, how do they go about that? Absolutely. Great question. So I, I mean, like we mentioned it a bit earlier, but it, it's, it's understandable that there is skepticism around companies that produced soda products, you know, and, and full sugar beverages. Could they really be a partner with you in a wellness journey? Um, you know, 
on your, at your properties, at your locations? Um, and the answer is yes. I think what we have seen is, again, big beverage companies have invested heavily and they, they're putting a really big bet in that, that consumers are heading towards, and like you mentioned, already there as far as health consciousness. And so what their goal now is to make sure they get those brands and um, those, those innovations in every hand possible. So what we know is that these major beverage companies want to get their products, um, their new brands they've put out there in as many hands as possible. And the best way they can do that is to partner um, with a like-minded company, right? So if, if you are out there and thinking, wow, that really aligns with my company's organizational goals. We want our employees to be healthier. You know, maybe the business that you're in, healthcare, for example, um, really benefits from consumers focusing on their own health. Um, there are so many meaningful ways that we can work to build a partnership that is measurable as far as targets, like you mentioned. Maybe it's how many bottles of water versus how many traditional sodas you sell. Um, but maybe it's just availability or promotions that are around healthy goals. Um, but but major beverage companies want to be seen in this total beverage landscape. They want to be seen as a partner in your health. They definitely love the to have classic moments of classic products. Like you mentioned, Tim, you said, you know, every now and again, I'll have a classic soda because it brings back good memories. It's a treat in the same way going out to get ice cream is a treat. And they want to be in those moments still, but they really want to be, as they look to the future, where the consumer is. And so if your goals are towards health and wellness, this would be a great opportunity for you to partner with a global brand who's smart, savvy, and wants to get their brands that are healthier for you in your hands. Well said. Well said. Yeah, no, we love working on these types of projects. And, uh, and it's candidly, you know, a, a hope that we can help play a part in, uh, in helping you know, guide consumers, guide customers, guide, guide people <laughs> to make better decisions for their body. Yes. Well, thanks, Heather, so much for coming on. Always a pleasure to have you on. And thanks in particular. I love always when we're able to uh, take on a misconception or a myth uh, about uh, the industry and partnerships. And I feel like you did that beautifully today. Thanks. And we will uh, see you next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Hope you found that informative. If you have a burning question about your beverage negotiation or partnership, we'd love to hear from you and answer it on this podcast. Reach out to us by emailing podcast at enlivenpartnership.com. And hey, before we sign off, I want to remind you that you can take both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership. You can level the playing field in your beverage negotiations and you can save or make your company millions through a new or an improved beverage agreement. The first step is a free beverage opportunity analysis, which will tell you just how much you can save or you can make. Sign up for your free beverage opportunity analysis at enlivenpartnership.com and by clicking free savings estimate. On behalf of everyone here at Enliven, thanks for listening in.